You're listening to You Are Stronger from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja, with vocals by Lin. Like 
What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. That's right. Holy shit. We're back. I, of course, am your host, Brian. And joining me on the show today and going forward, surprisingly, very nice to say, it's Bedroth. Welcome to BG Mania, Bedroth. Well, uh, well, thanks. It uh, looks, uh, looks a little familiar in here. I, uh, I like what you've done with the curtains over there. But, uh, you've it's, been it's here been before, <laughs> but it's had a facelift since you've last been here. It has. Uh, I am in a, I am in a new place. The show is in a new place. The show has been on my hiatus, basically, for, for the better part of a few months. Frank and I have struggled to put up episodes. Uh, there have been a few released over the months, but hopefully... Now with a plan in place and with you uh, joining the ranks of not only the RPG Era Network. What what the hell are we calling it? The RPG Era Network of Podcasts or something like that. I don't know. I always say it differently. I think that's what you've said, yeah. That's, that's what I, I think that's what I've said most. <laughs> Words. With your, with your own show, Very Good Music, a VGM podcast with Shoot Kapow, which uh, is still going. It correct? is, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to be slowing down a little bit this this season, but uh, is still going. No, no plans to stop yet. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute before we get into the show. But real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app that you've chosen to listen to us on, and drop us a quick rating and a review on there to help our visibility in terms of search results, so that this show continues to grow, and hopefully people will realize, oh my God, these guys are back, and they'll start listening again. That's the goal. So go do that, please. And remember, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. You can head over there, check out our tiers, see what we're doing. Uh, you know, it's not much and it needs reworked, but it's a thing still. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Go check it out. If you want to help support us monthly, that would be the place to do so. So, yeah, yep. we are kind of back for BG Mania. We're going to see how this goes. Bedroth and I have laid out some plans. We're going to attempt to do this together every other week. So that that's the, the current plan for now. <laughs> if this goes well, in between, I will try to either do solo episodes or episodes with special guests, if this goes well. So if we can commit and get this rolling again, it likely will end up being a weekly release once again. But just to get the ball rolling for now, it'll be every other week. And I can promise with certainty that every other week, Bedroth will be here. That is right. And you know what? Even though I can't necessarily um, commit yet to um, actually getting together every week with, um, you know, the flexibility that only having one person uh, brings, I can probably also help out with some of those in-between weeks with, with some offerings of my own. So Yeah, which yeah, would be fun. I'd, I'd love to see BG Mania come back to a, to a weekly show. It's, it's me too. And, and, and you're not the only one. And, and, and I think you reached out to me, what was it, a few weeks ago, asking about BG Mania and, and saying that you had missed it. And I kind of responded that, yeah, I kind of missed the show too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. But you're not the only one. Like, other people have been reaching out to me across Instagram, across, across Twitter. Um, you know, we, we do have several listeners that have communicated with me in the past, especially through Instagram, that have reached out and have really missed the episodes and the uploads. And hopefully we can bring it back because it is a show that, you know, I really do enjoy doing. It is our most listened to show at RPG Era. I mean, it has the biggest audience for sure, which is still really crazy to me that, that this niche kind of genre era of podcasting still kind of blew up like it did, not only for this show, but for so many others as well. Um, yeah, it's always, really crazy how the last 10, 10 years have just sort of grown out in this community. A lot of shows are changing now, too, if you've noticed. 
I have. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're becoming a little different. Uh, you know, I, I kind of stopped listening to a majority of the other offerings out there in terms of VGM podcasts, but I did see something on the Marcado Bros switching things up and maybe moving in a slightly different direction. And I saw a few other podcasts kind of doing something similar as well. Yeah, there, and there are a couple that are uh, that are going to be going away. Um, Singing Mountain, uh, Drew had said that he's going to be wrapping that up pretty soon. Um, and yeah, the Marcados, after they hit 500 recently, said they're going to be uh, bringing around some, some changes after after a vacation for a few months, which they've you know, been pretty regular for 500 episodes, so I, I don't think anybody begrudges them that. Were you yeah, on it? It's, um, I, ha- I recorded a little promo with uh, Shukapa where we just kind of congratulated them on their 500th, nice. and uh, and I may be, I may be doing some uh, collaboration with them moving forward. They're wanting to bring bring some more some more voices in but it's not going to be anything uh super recurrent but that's still still pretty cool they've they've really grown grown a lot there and uh but yeah i'm excited to be be involved in bringing bg mania back to some to some regularity and uh, officially being part of the not just the the network but being a part of rpg era itself it feels like it's been kind of a long time coming <laughs> yeah and it's really nice to finally have you here as an official co-host for the show i know it's something you and i have talked about doing off and on over the last man year two years maybe even since we've been talking it's it's mm-hmm. always been a been a topic that has been brought up but just never fully realized and kind of kind of yeah, worked it's always, out it's always been on the table that if it's if always kind of been there ever, the offer sort of always been there <laughs> yeah that if, if frank was ever not able to you know commit on the reg because i don't know he's starting up a hot dog business or for whatever reason um, yeah, he's slinging his here. wiener around pueblo colorado <laughs> all over the place out there slinging them yeah, that's right. he's had some you know some personal stuff going on in his life too that that's kind of made it hard for not only doing mm-hmm. this show but his own show terrible yeah. a horrible no good very bad podcast which is on high and I don't know how long that'll be on hiatus as well. But yeah, um, I'm before... a big fan of Frank's though, so uh, I'm excited to fill his shoes and yeah. Bring and if he ever if show. he ever wants to crash an episode, he's more than welcome to crash an episode. You know, his voice is still welcome on the show. That's that's certainly not an issue. And he and I have still never shared podcast space before. At the yeah, same I don't think time, so. so. That would be. I don't think you guys have ever be been on with this outside of the you know pre-recorded stuff for. Mm-hmm terrible and media files that maybe you guys are both on but none of that was done live (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep so before we get into this episode before we start talking about the topic of the show which is persona 5 strikers which i'm very excited to get into uh let's talk a little bit about your show very good music a vgm podcast with shoot kapow which you can find on any podcast service as well because i know it's not going away completely but you are making some changes so let's talk about that before we get into everything else yeah, so for anybody who um, still hasn't had time to check out the show, uh, which is fine, I've always said on any show I guest on to listen to that show first and then to mine if you have time. But uh, we started out as a bi-weekly show, and then last season when we were focusing on composers, I actually started doing it week to week, and I really enjoyed that. But I also, um, I I think I kind of burned myself out a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. And yeah, at the I've same time, uh, Shukapau is really starting to... Um, to amp up um, his um, aspirations toward becoming a YouTuber. He wants to be a Let's Player 
and uh, so he's got all the equipment now and has recorded a few things and is starting to work on editing them together and I want him to be able to focus on that without feeling like he's kind of split and when I've asked about the podcast um, shoot has been polite with me but not seeming not as engaged as before and so uh, shoot and I will still be doing the show together I may have some more co-hosts on occasionally but at least for the time being I'm saying at least once a month and twice a month when I can do it is kind of what we're going to be doing uh, probably at least through the summer and then we'll see how things go from there oh wow okay so I didn't even realize it was going to be just maybe even down to one episode a month but I mean you're not going away completely so there still will be content it'll still be categorized I'm sure by season um, actually, no. Which is, which is, I'm, I'm, no, you're gonna switch I'm that up away bit? from that moving forward because I'm I'm really uh, I, I'm I like to have things in sort of compartments, and so uh, <laughs> I like to have sort of ordered seasons and um, have a certain number of episodes and things. And I also realized that that was also kind of giving me some extra stress. I always wanted to have, for example, Dusk, my daughter. I always wanted to have her on episode five. I always wanted to have my buddy Prof Jeff on episode 11, and then I always wanted to plan a big thing at the end of the season. <laughs> and I, I wanted a little bit more freedom than that for me. And for me, the way of doing that is just going to a, a starting to count the episodes. So instead of episode 5-1, whatever the next one uh, comes out, it's going to be episode 65. That just happens to be what we're on now. So, And we'll be moving forward from there like that. So, Which is kind of how we've always done it, too. We never categorized anything mm-hmm. by season. It's just, here's the episode. That's what we do. Yep. <laughs> uh, See, did, you want facelift, plug? But, yeah. did you want to plug the movie bar as well? Sure, yeah. Um, it is going to be in a, a part of the RPG era network as well. So the extended network of podcasts, as you put it. Um, yeah, my buddy, the Dyad, who is also a former VGM podcaster um, and still very occasionally releases episodes on his show, The Dyad Presents. He's still out there. He's still out is, there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit more research-based, which makes sense because um, in, his, uh, in his real life, he is a lawyer. And he and I He's were actually talking. on our Discord server too. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Yeah. He's oh yeah, there. he is. There he is. So He's in there. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he and I were talking on one of our servers recently, and he mentioned offhandedly that um, my cousin Benny came up because I I'd watched it with my dad not too long before, and he said, "Oh, I love that show. It's like I'm as a lawyer. It's like one of the most accurate legal shows I've uh, or legal movies I've ever seen." And I was a little surprised because I love my cousin Benny, but I never really thought about how like what a good example of it was of of the practice of law and so uh, we got to talking about it and as we were talking i was like you know what this is pretty interesting and over the next couple of days i was like nobody's really doing anything like that uh that conversation and i asked him if he thought it would be fun to do a podcast where we talk about legal films me from just the perspective of a viewer and him from the perspective of a lawyer and uh, subsequently i found out there is a youtube show called legal eagle where a guy kind of does that but i as far as i know there's no podcast about it so yeah the movie bar uh, launched on january 31st with an episode about my cousin Vinny. And um, as as you're listening to this episode, uh, the next one is going to be coming out at the end of February. That one will definitely be a monthly show because uh, uh, the dyad and I are both dads um, and we work full time. And so we didn't want to overextend ourselves, at least at first. But right. we're going to be coming out at the end of February <laughs> with an episode about a few good men. So if anybody oh, very likes nice. movies very or nice. legal films or whatever, yeah, go check that out. It's probably going to be about an hour each episode, maybe a little more. Um, and it's been a lot of fun so far. 
I'm excited to listen to it. As of as of time of recording, the the episode is not currently released, so I have not yet heard it. But I will be listening to it at some point tomorrow. I just don't know when. I'll probably have it on rotation at some point while I'm at work and just, you know, have the earbuds in, listening and taking phone calls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear that. That's what I do, too. So. Yep. <laughs> Ear, earbuds in and then the headphones over the earbuds. It's the best way to do it. Listening That's right. To two things at once. That's how I keep up with my podcast these days. So. <laughs> Got my finger hovering over the pause button. So. But yeah, let's. Let's jump into this. So today we are talking Persona 5 Strikers which is something that I have been excited to kind of put an episode focused together on since it originally released. Now, it initially came back on, or it came out back on February 23rd of, of 2021 for the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. So it's been out for almost a year, but it's kind of back in the limelight again because as of January 2022, it was offered as a free game for PlayStation Plus for their monthly offerings. So everybody kind of was able to get it for free, jump in and play it, and I know that increased its player base by quite a bit. So this, I think, is a good time really to to kind of focus and, and do this game. Now, I know we focused on Persona 5 in the past, and we also did Persona 5 Royal. And initially, I was actually going to do this episode at some point last year with Jessica, and then things started, you know, happening as they do, and that never ended up happening. But now that I've completely finished this game, thanks to the PlayStation Plus offering and getting to download it for free, I, I had the Switch version, but it didn't run that great on the Switch, and which was unfortunate. Um, you know, it is a, a Musou-style game, so think Dynasty Warriors, think... Hyrule Warriors, any of those? I, I don't know. Have you played any of those games? I have played Hyrule Warriors, uh, the original and um, Age of Calamity. Okay, so it's very similar to that where there's, you know, just like a crap ton of enemies on the screen at one time and mm-hmm. you're just mowing through them and defeating them. That's what the combat is like in Persona 5 Strikers, except it's kind of like an evolved take on the Muso to where you still see single enemies walking around the dungeons or palaces or jails, as they're called in this game, palaces as they were called in the original Persona 5. It would be like an old-school JRPG where you're going up and actually, like, engaging in combat. But then when the combat starts, you get flooded with a crap ton of enemies that you have to kill. And that's oh, where the that's cool. comes So it's like a, like a hybrid, almost. Yeah, so it's a hybrid between what Persona 5 was and what Omega Force is known for with their Musou-style Dynasty Warrior games. So, in terms of personal enjoyment, I think this is my favorite Musou because of that hybrid style and my love of JRPGs. Before, I thought Hyrule Warriors did it best, but now, I think this game actually does it best. So, I'm curious to see what Omega Force will continue to do because every time they work with a different IP or a different franchise, they sort of make it fit to what they're known for. And I really do appreciate that. So, from start to finish, I think I put just under 40 hours. I think I was at like the 38 hour mark when I finished this game. And that was not doing hardly any of the side stuff. I literally just blitzed through the main story. Um, you know, this wasn't a game that I wanted to do everything in because it wasn't a mainline Persona game. Not saying I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed the shit out of this game. I just didn't want to put 100 hours into it. I was content with 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, um, I don't know, this kind of game has never fully caught my attention. I, I enjoyed Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity both for 
probably about, I don't know, five or six hours, and then it just kind of got samey to me. Um, my son, um, who who on the show we call Lemon Boy, my, my middle child, uh, he's <laughs> 10, and he absolutely loved Calamity. He um, 100%ed it, hasn't gotten into the, um, the DLC yet, mm-hmm. but he, he was excited when he heard about that, and um, so I did kind of watch him play through quite a bit of it when I was doing other things, and um, just kind of seeing him enjoy it has been great. Uh, They're fun games. They're fun games. And I'm not super familiar with Persona as a series. I've never really gotten into uh, any of the Megami Tensei games or any of their spinoffs. And um, I'm always intrigued because the story sounds really interesting. The characters seem really cool. And the music is is always impressive. I always enjoy the music of the series. So I am excited about this show. The music is always so good in Persona games and a lot of that in, in just Shin Megami Tensei in general and, and that's obviously attributed to the amazing work of Shoji Megaro who unfortunately no longer is part of Atlas and Sega I'm sure you saw he departed and is going freelance as all these major composers eventually end up doing anyway um, but that is kind of sad that he's no longer in house for them I'm sure he'll still work on the series going forward but a majority of this soundtrack was actually composed by three composers within Koei Tecmo, um, Hiromo Akaba, Ayani Hira, and Goto Masuoka, along with Atsushi Kitojo from Atlas. Those were the main composers. Shoji Megaro's work, I don't know that he actually did anything original on this soundtrack. I'd actually be... You know what? He might have. I think there's like two or three that actually are original for this soundtrack. But a lot of his... Um, credits are for some of the stuff that was reused from Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal and just remixed into a different version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you were telling me a little about that before before we got started. Yeah. Yeah, the soundtrack has a lot of original music. It's actually a significant amount of original tracks. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at least eight off of quick glance looking at the entire track list. It's a two disc list of mm-hmm. the soundtrack uh, that I can see that are carried over from other you know, versions of Persona 5. But a majority of the stuff on the soundtrack is original and it's actually really well done. So that is what we're focusing on for the episode today. It's all original stuff. We have 14 tracks as we usually do for the episodes. This are, these are tracks that are solely from Persona 5 Strikers. And <laughs> the opening track that we kicked off with was the title music, basically, for the game called You Are Stronger, which features, here it is, it features Lynn on vocals, which tends to be the case specifically for Persona 5. Yep. Uh, Lynn tends to be the, the main vocalist for all of these tracks, and man, she just kills it every single time. And that particular track was composed by Atsushi Kitojo. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that last name wrong, but I think I'm saying it right. Kitojo, maybe. maybe like yeah, that. it's... That's a that's a tough one. I haven't come across that one before, so I think you you hit, hit it about the way I would. But yeah, this definitely. I think this is a great intro for anybody who's new to to this particular soundtrack, like I am, because it's it's it definitely sounds like Persona Five, but it also I think it's going to give us a taste of what we're what we're in for. Oh, absolutely. And and since you mentioned that, I'm looking up at Sushi Katoja. Uh, his his only credits are on Persona games. So it looks like he started out with Persona 4, worked on Persona 4 Arena and Arena Ultimax, where he was the main composer on those two games. 
as well as Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth, the main composer on that one. And then he had several tracks on all the other Persona 5 type games. As well. Also the main composer on Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth. So no uh, no stranger to the Persona universe, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to keep things the way that we usually do. We're going to keep it in blocks of three. So we have three tracks coming up from Persona 5 Strikers. We're going to take a listen to, fittingly enough, a track called Strikers. And then we're going to take a listen to Daredevil, followed by Home. Bedroth and I'll be right back after these three. You're listening to Strikers from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Gota Masuoka. You're listening to Daredevil from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Gota Masuoka with vocals by Lin. Yeah. 
You're listening to Home from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja. Talking Strikers from Persona 5 Strikers. That one there was composed by Gota Masuoka, who had some credits on some previous Dynasty Warriors games that we were looking up there while listening to some of those tracks. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 and All-Stars specifically, or Warriors I think that it was called here in the States. So Strikers is basically the menu music within the game. And, dude, I really (laughs) love the groove and the vibe that this track is setting for the entire experience. Both uh, perfect words to describe that. Um, This was a, I I think, when you you told me it was menu music, everything clicked. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, to me, it also, um, I think I mentioned this, it felt like it had a little bit of a Sonic the Hedgehog vibe to it, more than anything else. Yeah, which uh, is what made me look up the composer and what he had done before. (laughs) <laughs> that that that's what triggered that. <laughs> but you're right. It kind of does has that vibe. It has that I don't know what that I don't know what that sound is that makes it that like sonic sound. But I know what you're talking. Well, again, talking it's a about. sort of um, sort of rock groove that sort of Masato Nakamura sound 
and um, like early, early Sonic stuff. But but yeah, it was um, really great. And uh, this whole, I think this whole trilogy of tracks was a really good showcase of kind of um, the range of the soundtrack because all three tracks are pretty different, but also really, really good. That second track, Daredevil, is Ooh. just a straight banger. One of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack in general, man. Daredevil, again, featuring vocals by Lin. That was composed as well by Goto Matsuoka. Um, and, and what's crazy about Daredevil is that for as good as that track is, that is just standard battle music in this game. So, as mentioned, every time you are kind of going and engaging with enemies, it's, it's sort of that hybrid style. When you get into the Muso version is when this music kicks in. And depending on how quick or if you sneak attack your opponent or the enemy before the, the Muso style kicks in, then you can usually start the battle right away with an all-out attack, which ends it in like 10 seconds. So you're only hearing like the first 10 seconds of this track at times. But for the moments where you do get to hear it in its entirety or at least for longer than 20 or 30 seconds, man, it's something cool. <laughs> and then getting to hear the whole thing, whew, I love it. It's such a good track. Yeah, you can't stay still listening to that track is <laughs> what I've figured out. This is probably my fourth time hearing it this week, and I still can't. It's like, you got to move. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it is a great track, and it's really good battle music. And that's something that I that I really appreciated about what Koei Tecmo did with the soundtrack here, since, again, they were responsible for a majority of the original music. They stuck true to what makes Persona music good. And, you know, what, what Shoji Meguro did with it, I think they really understood it. And all of the battle tracks, especially the vocal battle tracks, were just really well done. And we're going to have a few others on the, on the episode today as well, which I'm excited to get to. Yeah. And that last track, um, uh, Home, which you told me that's, a, that's an opt or an apt name for the track. It's kind of like a, like a hub track. Very smooth, um, really, really chill. Like if Iced Coffee were a song, I think it would be that song. <laughs> which, is, which is so fitting. And, and this one composed by Atsushi Kitoja. Um, because your your home when you're in this particular area of Japan uh, that you know that you kind of stay at when you're doing phantom thieves work or attending school as you're supposed to be doing or you know visiting your friends on some vacation which is what you're doing in, in Persona 5 Strikers your your home is a cafe and they are known for their coffee and, and <laughs> boss's coffee is so good and his curry is so good as well but uh yeah, so, so the way you describe this track as, as a nice iced coffee, it's very <laughs> fitting. And this is a sort of stripped-down version of of the area that Café LeBlanc is in. Uh, if you're familiar with it from the original or from Persona 5 Royal, there's not as many shops or... Specifically, the clinic is closed for the summer. Um, I, I forget her name, but she is on summer vacation herself and is not there to run the clinic. So that's done through one of the new characters, Sophie, um, who is a fantastic character. I think we're actually going to have her theme a little bit later on. Uh, both new characters that were introduced for Strikers, uh, Sophie and Zenkichi, were very fitting and, and super, super awesome characters that just blended right into the universe so well. Um... But yeah, there's not as much to interact with and not as much to do in this area as there was in the original games, but that's okay. There was still a, you know, a shop to kind of go in and, and stock up on some stuff, and really you didn't spend that much time here anyway, which is kind of unfortunate because you don't hear this track that much. kind of sucks. It's a really good track. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah, it's a great yeah, track. You don't spend that much time here, but that's unfortunate. 
But as mentioned, looking ahead, it looks like the track that I just mentioned, the one of the character themes for one of the new characters, Sophie, is first on the playlist in this next block of music. So let's go ahead and kick to these three. We're going to take a listen to AI, What You Wish For, and Welcome to the Jail. Bedroth and I'll be right back after these three. You're listening to The AI in the Heart from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Itsushi Kitoja. listening to What You Wish For from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja with vocals by Lin. Come on, if there are, make a wish, take a time, 
You're listening to Welcome to the Jail from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Gota Masuoka. back in we are talking ai from persona 5 strikers that one there was composed by ding the ai in the heart that must be what this one's actually called it's just called ai on the youtube video the ai in the heart i'm assuming that's what it's called here on the official soundtrack that one was done by atsushi kitoja and as mentioned that is the character theme for sophie who is one of the new introductions for persona 5 strikers and is, as I was describing to you while we were listening to that track, an AI that you meet when you initially go into the metaverse, which is the area that within Persona 5, you know, in the original game, that was where the the palaces were. Uh, and here, Strikers, that's where the jails are. And those are just other fancy names for the game's dungeons, more or less. Mm-hmm. But um, once you go there for the first time, you discover Sophie. And within the metaverse, Sophie is more or less a real person, right? She's still an AI, but she can exist in human form within the metaverse. When the Phantom Thieves go back to the real world and are outside of the metaverse, she exists on Joker's phone, which is kind of cool. I like that touch. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. And this track is very slow, very melancholy, and I think it fits because very chill. Her character is, as mentioned, she's an AI. So when she's introduced, she's introduced as humanity's companion. And that's her sole purpose. That's all she knows. She doesn't have any memory. She just knows she's humanity's companion. And throughout traveling with the Phantom Thieves and throughout 
kind of learning through their experiences and learning through what they're going through. She's trying to understand all of these human emotions, but but more specifically, she wants to understand the human heart, which is why, you know, her character design so heavily features hearts, like the hearts kind of falling off of her hair for braids. Um, she really wants to understand the heart. And it's kind of a really cool arc that her character goes through throughout Strikers. And I was kind of talking to you about it a little bit. I think it might be throughout Persona 5's lore now with the base game, Royal introducing, uh, oh my God, they've introduced so many characters now. I I don't even remember the (laughs) new character they introduced for Royal, but now with Strikers having Sophie and Zinkichi, which the other character that was introduced in Royal was not in Strikers. Um, but I, but I think Sophie might be one of my favorite character arcs now from start to finish, kind of seeing where she started at and then not giving any spoilers away. Cause I do think everyone should play this game. It's fantastic. The story, especially if you're a fan of persona is really well done and the combat, like in that hybrid style, quite fun. Um, but where her character ends up at the end, really cool. I like it a lot. All right. Yeah. Cool stuff. This was, this was a really, a really nice track, kind of a change of pace from what we've heard before. Again, lots of range on this soundtrack. And I'm trying to think, is there any other, I think there might be like one other chill track coming up a little bit later, but I think going forward, we might be, we might have some, some fun stuff in, in store. I, I don't quite remember anything I put on the playlist, but hey, I'll hear it when I get to it, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That middle track, What You Wish For, is another standard battle track in the game. Vocals done by Lin, composed by Etsushi Kitoja once again. Uh, So the other track that we heard earlier on in the show, Daredevil, coupled with this track, are your two pieces of basic battle music that you'll hear often throughout Persona 5 Strikers. And just what another banger, dude. What another banger of a track. Yeah, yeah. Perfect battle music. Um, And just really uh, really kind of a rocking sound that I got into uh, a lot I like this one quite a bit. you were talking to me about it listening we were kind of listening to it a little bit um, and I totally agree with you and I want to bring it up but we were talking about Lynn and how kind of strong she is as a vocalist in her range mm-hmm. but you had mentioned kind of picturing her in a lounge somewhere down in the south like in New Orleans or something and just fitting right in oh yeah and after, that, after that. you said that dude I was like oh my god totally yeah yeah absolutely soul sound She's got that in spades. Really good stuff. Really cool to hear. And I'm, I'm so glad that they consistently go back to her for Persona 5 specifically type stuff. I'm wondering if they'll stick with her going forward now since she's been so well received. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Because she's been really strong for these vocal tracks. Well, and it, I mean, it depends, I guess, uh, if she's uh, closely tied with... Shoji Maguro, are we going to hear more of her in the other projects that he's going to be working Ooh. on? Kind of like, uh, kind of like um, Kaichi Okabe and Emmy Evans, how they're always tied together. Yes, yeah, yeah, kind of a similar dynamic. I wonder if we're going to see that. That would be incredible if so. That would actually be incredible if so. But yeah, I, I love any time that Kaichi Okabe is the composer. You can almost guarantee Emmy Evans is a vocalist somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> And she just, God, man, oh, man, that just makes me listen to near stuff even even more. Man, so good, (laughs) so good. Uh, Our last track in that block, Welcome to the Jail. This is your basic music that you're going to hear when you're doing prep work, getting ready to jump in and start exploring the jails, when you're traveling very throughout the various checkpoints, 
uh, saving and even exploring somewhat in the jail. Now, a lot of the jails themselves do have individual tracks that are the the kind of like the themes for the dungeons. And I, I know we're going to have a few of those on the episode. I think at least one, maybe two, a little bit later. Um, but this is your standard jail music that you're going to hear in every jail at least once or twice, if not consistently at various stages of the game. So get used to this one. I do like it, though. I like the guitar in this one specifically. Yeah, yeah, this one. I think it was actually this one I was thinking of a second ago, and I was talking about a really rocking um, sort of sound. Uh, it, this one was just uh, really, really cool. Got that that gritty sort of, again, almost a Southern rock kind of kind of vibe. And... Uh, I wonder if we could figure out who was on the guitar. Now, see, damn, that's the credit. I don't have those credits, unfortunately. I was curious if VGMDB had the breakdown on that, but mm, nope. Because gotcha. sometimes yeah. they do. Sometimes, sometimes they actually they have who was on, yeah, sometimes they have who's on the individual instruments, and I always like when they do. Yeah, I get a lot of great info. Um, they're, they're kind of my go-to when there's a uh, like a soundtrack with multiple people on it. Um, it's They're the easiest place for me to find uh, specific credits that I, I think are pretty reliable. So that's that's what I'm using this for because there's so many composers on the soundtrack. It's an easy mm-hmm. breakdown. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, definite southern rock in the in the guitar. I can totally hear that. I like it's not very shredding, but I like how they. Um, you know, it's it's just well done. I don't know. It's just well done. It's a good track. I like listening to it. Um, like I said, you do hear it often, so it had to be catchy. So I think it worked. I think it worked. I think so. What do we got next? We got another block of three coming up. It looks like three interesting tracks in here. We have Sophia's Shop, Axe to Grind, and Antihero. Okay, Antihero is one of the uh, dungeon themes. So let's take a listen to these three. Bedroth and I will be right back after these. You're listening to Sophia Shop from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Axe to Grind from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja with vocals by Lin. listening to Antihero from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Ayana Hira.
coming back in. We are talking Sophia Shop from Persona 5 Strikers, as everything on the episode today is from Persona 5 Strikers. That one there was composed by Atsushi Kitoja. And as mentioned, Sophia is not just an AI character, not just a character that you can even control and, and play as with combat. She also runs the in-game shop now. She sells you all your weapons, all your gear, all your accessories, and all your items and healing stuff as well. So you will hear this track often, and uh, I think it's actually a really fun, fitting shop theme. Yeah, definitely so. And um, I like the uh, I like the solid beat, the drum line on this one. And there's a, a part in there where it, it gets a little bit funky. There's a, a saxophone and an organ that come in, reminded me a little bit of Shogo Sakai, uh, probably because we just recently did an episode of, on that on my show. But uh, just a really, really fun track. Again, got some echoes of Sonic, this time more modern Sonic to me, but good shot music for sure. Yeah, v- very good shot music. And I was I was pleased when I initially heard it, and I was glad that it didn't actually switch up. Like it was always the same music throughout, because I really did appreciate this track every time I had to jump in there and uh, you know upgrade my equipment or whatever. And I appreciated that this game actually, if you wanted to, you know, kind of continue advancing your weapons and accessories and equipment and all that kind of stuff, you did have to kind of jump into the side missions a little bit. So the only side missions that I did complete, I told you I didn't do many of them. Mm-hmm. I always did the ones that let me get more equipment and, and weapons and stuff so that way I could keep advancing my characters. Um, the the side missions you have to do for that are, are very simple. It's like, run into this dungeon and kill ten high pixies. Okay, that's easy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to do any of the hard stuff, though, but I did, I just did, I did still want to keep upgrading my stuff, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise you don't get the best equipment. And then, you know, the game's not hard, I guess. Like, not, nothing really about the game was challenging. But um, yeah. I did enjoy getting the new weapons and seeing everything that they had to offer. So Yeah, this was um, this was cool. I can imagine spending quite a bit of time in this area. So. Yeah, and there weren't as many, at least that I encountered. Now, I'm sure there were a decent amount. And I know you could make several through Persona fusions and stuff, through executions and everything. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious if the entire Persona Copendium actually is in here or not. I didn't encounter every single Persona that I'm used to seeing, so I'm, I'm assuming it's a stripped-down version of what's available. But there was a lot of variety in terms of the enemies that you encountered and in terms of what you were able to create through the executions and stuff, so I did appreciate that as well. I thought that was fun. Um, The second track that we listened to there in that block called Axe to Grind. Again, that is featuring Lin on vocals, once again composed by Itsushi Kitoja. So that track there is another battle theme, and it plays most often in encounters that the game deems difficult or, you know, dangerous shadows, I guess, is, is the best way to uh, to say that. Enemies that are a little bit more overpowered for the area that they're in, but they give better equipment, better loot, better experience, obviously, if you do defeat them. This is most common, the theme that'll play for that. And what's really cool, and I was kind of describing this to you a little bit, because the name is Axe to Grind, the community of Persona has kind of dubbed this Haru's unofficial theme track as well because her weapons of choice in the game are axes. So it fits perfectly. 
Yeah, and this is a really, uh, this is a badass theme. Once again, very nice, very nice, solid beat in this song, although a different flavor than the last one, but very, very Yeah, cool. you had mentioned that when we were listening to it, that, that all three of these tracks in this block had a really strong beat underneath carrying all three of them. Mm-hmm, yep. Which is cool. Definitely so. Which is really cool. But you hadn't asked me when we were listening if, if this theme actually fits Haru at that point. And before Strikers came out, I would have said maybe not, no. But the way that her character evolved in Strikers and what Koei Tecmo kind of chose to do and, and take her in the direction that they did, uh, I, I think this track actually fits her perfectly now. She is this really likable character, but she's got this kind of like... Not necessarily twisted side to her, but one of my favorite moments of this game is, you know, it's it's a road trip, basically, that the Phantom Thieves are going on, and they're traveling to various portions of Japan and kind of tackling these monarchs and jails, kind of trying to solve the, the problem that's currently plaguing the country. And um, it's a road trip, so they're driving this little camper around, and there's one moment where she is tasked to drive because Makoto, who has been driving mostly as tired, so she starts trying. She she's full pedal or pedal to the floor, dude. She is flying around, and all these characters in the in the RV and stuff as she's driving, like their faces. It was so perfect. And she's and she's like, "What am I doing wrong? Like I'm just driving." But she's going like 120 miles an hour down the freeway and stuff. I thought it was incredible. So after that, and and getting to hear some of these lyrics and and just this track in general, I think it totally fits her persona now, which is which is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> fits her persona. I see what you did there. Yeah, fits her persona really well. Nice. Our last track of that block, Anti Hero, was composed by Ayana Hira. Okay. Hey, and I'm it's very always... different. Very different from everything else that we've heard today. So, again, this is a dungeon theme. This is one of the later dungeons in the game. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking up Ayana Hira now. Uh, only two credits, Persona 5 Strikers and Fairy Tale, the game that came out two years ago, I think. Oh, interesting. Is that based on the anime? It is, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. It is. This one was really fun. It's got a creepy sort of uh, almost like dance style to it. Um, yeah, sort of clubbish, sort of EDM vibes go. a little yeah. bit. Again, but solid not beat completely. underscore the whole thing. Yeah, but... very solid beat. Very bouncy. I like this track. It is. When you told me it was a dungeon theme, it it, it made it made sense because uh, it it sounds like a persona. It sounds like a persona dungeon. It's uh, again, still still upbeat, still kind of dancey, but uh, again, got a little bit darker, sort of creepy feel to it. Right. Which, since all of these palaces and jails are in the metaverse, which is kind of like a an alternate reality version of the real world things are going to be a little bit creepier there and and the music tends to portray that a little bit so i like that they were kind of able to capture that it's really well done for sure definitely very well totally done. totally agree unfortunately bedroth we are down to our final three tracks our last block of this episode where we've been kind of jamming out and appreciating some of the original music in persona 5 strikers we got some good stuff still on the horizon as we get ready to close this out we're going to take a listen to Counter-Strike, Jail in Abyss, and then a portion of one of the final boss themes. It's actually the second version of the uh, the final boss theme, but man, I really like this. It's called Demi-Urge 2 Nigai. We're going to take a listen to these three, and then we'll be back to close this episode out right after that. You're listening to Counter-Strike from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Gota Masuoka, with vocals by Lin. 
You're listening to Jail in Abyss from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Ayana Hira.
You're listening to Demiurge 2 Nagai from Persona 5 Strikers, released February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja. In, we are talking Counter Strike, which is a boss theme, again featuring <laughs> Lin on vocals, Gota Masuoka, the composer here. And actually, this is the boss theme that ties into the track that we just listened to before the break, Anti Hero. This is the boss of that particular jam. Man, this was a stacked trio of songs, but I think 
pound for pound, I think that Counter Strike might be my track of the episode. This oh, you is think just, so, huh? Oh yeah, this is right up my alley. Really, really super cool stuff. And there've been a lot of great tracks tonight, but I don't know. There's something about this one that even more than uh, than the final track of this uh, this block um, just really sticks with me. I like it a lot. Yeah, and it's like I said, every time. We have a vocal track featuring Lynn and specifically within the Persona universe. They're always so strong and I'm always mm-hmm. so pleased every time I get to hear one and man, I just always fall in love. They're so well done. They're so well composed and you really just can't beat her vocals. She is so strong. Definitely. And this so. is funky, dude. Like you get like two and a half minutes in or whatever, and it kind of changes up the beat a little bit. It's a funky track. It is. It keeps it keeps you on your toes. And and again, her vocals just the 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 intro, which um, it's about thirty seconds, I think, before she comes in. It just doesn't at first feel like a vocal track, and then when she comes in, it's just seamless and it's got this blend of rock and funk that is just ah it's so good it's so and good you are one of the few other kind of vgm podcast hosts out there that do appreciate vocal tracks like i do i know alex <laughs> yep. messenger is also another that really does appreciate a good vocal track mm-hmm. but uh a lot of other shows tend to shy away from the vocal tracks and man i just love them so much yeah, I mean, I, I think they're so good. <laughs> it, it can easily get super cheesy, although I, I even I, I like I those love too, cheese. <laughs> I love the cheese. Yeah, but bring on the cheese. But these, shredded these American, are the it don't matter. From that, it's just oof, oof. It's just so good. So good. So good. Best way to describe it. It's yep. so good. <laughs> it's so good. Our middle track in that block there, Jail in Abyss. That is actually the final dungeon that you're going to come to, and I'm not going to spoil what it is or or what it kind of ties into or what it resembles from various other Persona games, but it sounds like this for a reason. It's very dark. It's very somber. I love about 30 seconds into this track and then kind of going forward from that point, it really starts bringing in this, like lo-fi groove dude that just it just flows so perfectly Mm -hmm. this one is so atmospheric it's super dark and yeah i could definitely knowing a little bit of your just your musical taste and everything i can definitely see this you know how this would resonate with you this is a good track just to get stoned to man kind of let it (laughs) absorb into you Uh, yeah the groove carries through the headphones perfectly it's got a good beat it's very chill. It's very chill. And, and I feel I like, like if you're if you're processing some uh, some darkness, like some angst or some some anger or something, this would this would be a good one just to kind of almost like meditate to um, and sort of get some of that out. It's a really kind of cathartic sound in that way. So I think this might be one of my favorite tracks, specifically of the episode, but also of the soundtrack in general. I love how it's it, this quiet intensity is is really good because it's not too. It, it definitely it brings the tension, but not too much. It's not something that's going to get overwhelming if you're in this area for a while. Which, if I understand it correctly, you can you can be in Persona dungeons for quite a long time. You can be, yes, depending on circumstance. Absolutely, yeah. yes. And I don't think I mentioned it. This particular track comp- uh, composed again by Ayana Hira. So mentioned uh, mentioned them twice on the episode now kind of nice but i like their style dude what else we, we also played uh what was anti-hero by them okay i just yeah, i like their style sense. really cool which was style. um another dungeon track it was yeah yeah so okay cool. it was but man really if cool style. um if <laughs> if uh, counter-strike is not my favorite track 
than Demiurge 2 is. Um, yes. Man. My God. Oh, What man. a track, dude. It just goes so many places. <laughs> it's what such a dynamic, a track. too. It starts out with the, you know, the piano, and it just got this epic build, and it kind of has, like, a, an orchestral feel there at the start, right? Like, you have the, the trumpet or whatever that is, and then at about the 24-second mark, it just starts blaring in with the electric guitar. I get goosebumps every time. It's an amazing final boss theme, dude. I love it so much. This particular one here was composed by Gota Masuoka. Once again, Gota Masuoka, a name we've talked frequently on the show today. Um, this is just pure rock, pure metal, pure everything. It blends so many different styles, but it blends it so well. It does. I mentioned, uh, I think, Trans-Siberian Orchestra when we were listening to it. You did, yes. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, this is... a. Uh, Really, it's symphonic metal rock. <laughs> it really is. Like, it really totally is. Like it's so well done. Or like, uh, like Metallica S&M way back in the day. Which I think, didn't they do something more recently too? I think they did another like orchestral type thing Metallica did somewhat recently. That's cool. I kind of I kind of fell off of Metallica after um, after 2000. So haven't followed a lot of their their other stuff but they're yeah I know there. they're still going strong so they're, they're still doing things they're still out there making their mark um but yeah I really enjoyed the crap out of Persona 5 Strikers and I'm glad that we finally had a chance to sit down and listen to this music kind of chat about the original stuff within the game now there are a lot of other tracks that we didn't play on the episode today like I said this <laughs> is a two disc soundtrack um, 26 on disc one, 19 on disc two. Several of those are going to be remixed versions of stuff you heard from Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal. But a majority of the stuff is all original and it's really well done. So if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoyed the music that we kind of highlighted on the show today, explore the rest of the soundtrack. Play the damn game. It's really good. And all the other yeah. music that we didn't highlight, it's it's also really strong. It's worth I'm listening definitely going to be checking out more of this soundtrack. It's and I'm glad, too, that we finally got a chance to sit down. I haven't played a second of this game, but I enjoyed the hell out of the soundtrack, for sure. So I'm glad you suggested this. And uh, like I said, we are kind of back on a on a, at least bi-weekly basis for now. We'll see how this goes. Like I said, if I can start firing up episodes in between when, uh, when Bedroth and I are unable to sit down together on a weekly basis, then I will do that. But for now, we will plan to just be bi-weekly. And I think... I think we have a fun episode coming up next time. I don't want to really spoil what it is, but I think we're going to focus on what we were going to initially do this time. We just wanted more research time for it. So I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah, me too. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good one. And I'm looking but forward we do to have one more track hanging out more often. To, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to having you here and being back somewhat on a, on a consistent basis. <laughs> but yeah, uh, didn't mean to step on your toe. Is that last... Uh... This last track, the this no. little bit of lo-fi Step goodness we're bringing to the audience. <laughs> yeah, so we got one more track to, to kind of talk about here before we get on out of here. Of course, we have our playout track, and that is actually called Towards a Dream, which is the credits music of Persona 5 Strikers, again featuring Lin on vocals, this one composed by Atsushi Kitoja. And I feel like it's a great way to not only close this episode out, but a great way to close out Persona 5 Strikers and potentially the Persona 5 universe. Because chances are this was our last full new game with the Persona 5 crew. Because Atlas themselves are likely moving on to Persona 6 in the next mm -hmm. year or two. We'll be seeing that at some point soon. 
the spinoffs for Persona 5 are likely going to be coming to a close after Strikers, well, been, which is okay. So many, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been several, and it's something they always do, right? So you had Persona 4, then you had Persona 4 Golden, and then they had the dancing game, and they had the fighting game. So they always try something different. So with Persona 5, they went the Muso route, which I think worked really well. Persona 6 will probably have like a kart racing game or something on the side. <laughs> like they'll, they'll just do something different, but it always works out really well. So I'll be there for whatever it is. I'll always be there for whatever it is. But I love this particular track, Towards a Dream. I love that the vocals are in Japanese. And like I said, if you actually check out the YouTube video that has the English translated vocals as well, or just look them up in general, I think it's a great way to to close out Persona 5's crew. It's a very fitting track. All right, man. Yeah, well, it's been a blast, and um, I can't wait till next time. I can't wait till next time either. Yes, it's been fun. But uh, unfortunately, all good things come to an end. The return of BG Mania, no similar, or no different, I should say. No similar doesn't make much sense. But uh, yeah, that's unfortunately going to bring us to the close of this show. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to our Patreon and our Discord server, which you should click on, join, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode once again, we're going to be taking a listen to Towards the Dream from Persona 5 Strikers, again released on February 23rd, 2021, composed by Atsushi Kitoja with vocals by Lin. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.
私に